Hello, thanks for tuning in. You are listening to Crash, episode 384, recorded on Tuesday the 25th of May 2001, at, as usual, 2300 hours. This is Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show, the UK podcast for the culture geek, technology nerd and creative wizard. I'm Roy. I talk about science fiction, fantasy, and horror, and a lot of other geeky stuff like tech as well, occasionally. First things first, in the pre-show section, this is not day three of three. This is definitely not... Unfortunately, the extra pod about stuff I've been reading. Instead, this is the normal geek stuff pod, only one day late. It is all a bit of a mess. Given that things have gone sideways, though I was not struck by lightning or whisked off to another dimension, or kidnapped by the fairies, which I said was a possibility. Instead, I have expanded this show to include more geeky stuff, including that Army of the Dead review scheduled for yesterday. Also, as you're about to find out, today is a somewhat auspicious day for podding a geek pod, because any guesses, anyone? Happy Tower Day. Yes, Holy Zarquan singing fish, it is the 25th of May, and that means Tower Day to all the hoopy fruits who know where their towel is. My advice is to do yourself a favour and listen, watch, or read some of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I recommend the original and timeless 1978 BBC 4 show, on which everything else is based, including the books. It will not surprise you to know that I have most of the recordings and most of the books. I used to have even more stuff, and I used to even be a member of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy Appreciation Society, otherwise known as ZZ9 Plural Z Alpha. I remember joining years and years ago, probably in the 80s, and getting a fanzine, I think I've got a badge, and a few other bits and pieces. I never actually went to any of the meetings or renewed my membership, but I wonder if they've still got my name on record somewhere. Who knows? And by now, if that society is still running, it's probably being run by a different generation. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe... A more mature set of people who were the original fans who set that up are still running it. Who knows? Well, we're still in the pre-show section. Let's go off on a tangent and tell you how things are going on here in my little corner of the universe. We are still, of course, like most of the rest of the country, going stir-crazy When I was writing those notes, I still had not had my second dose, though that news has changed, and my father is growing a moustache. The last moustache he had was when he was in the army about 70 years ago. 
I encouraged him to grow a moustache, and I even bought him one of those Kent moustache combs, which are apparently the equivalent in beard-combing accoutrements as the Rolls-Royce to motor cars. He seems to be relatively heavy, and everyone needs a hobby, even is growing a moustache. Every now and then, I get a moustache sit rep. My father's also watching on my recommendation, Justified, a show that I think is just too long and drawn out for me to bother watching, but it does suit his needs for westerns, and it's nice that he's watching a neo-western rather than one of the old black and whites. There are 78 episodes of the show available on all four in the UK. That's a free streaming service in the UK for Channel 4. However, we are not the most patient family, and Dad's the least patient of us all, so I wonder how long he'll last. And now on to what I was saying about vaccination. I had my second jab, yes, this morning at 11.55. I had my second AstraZeneca dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. I am expecting another horrible reaction as bad as the last, but I'm relieved and happy that I have received it. I'm grateful because I am that kind of person, everyone knows one, who catches every damn thing. I am a bit worried, though, that the AstraZeneca only apparently confers 60% protection against the new Indian COVID-19 variant. Typical. Just my luck. I also have something to report on the online booking system, which I found wanting last time. Well, it has unpantsed itself and is now working well, for me at least. This is how I booked my appointment for the jab, whereas my GP surgery is now impossible to contact. Everything is reversed from last time, and so I had my shot at this local temporary vaccination centre this time. If you live in Milton Keynes, Saxon Court Vaccination Centre was, as of yesterday, open for walk-ins without prior appointment, so get your shot. I did ask them at the vaccination centre how are people supposed to know that they can just walk in, and they mentioned something about the radio, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just not watching the news at the right time as well. Perhaps that was announced on TV, I don't know. But I've been finding the communication between the government services to tell people where and when to get their vaccinations has been pretty bad. But at least I had my shot, and that's the main thing. And that's enough pre-show waffle, let's move on to the main substance of the show this week, and that is culture, pop culture, science fiction horror in particular, and Army of the Dead. A Netflix posthumous of George A. Romero's zombie survival horror movies gets the Zack Snyder treatment. In Army of the Dead, Dave Bautista puts together his A-team of tough people from various backgrounds that aren't really explained. I 
think from the trailer you might get the impression that they are mostly military, but I don't think they are. I think there is something left out from this, though, as I'll say later on, I do not want a Snyder Cut of Army of the Dead. And we have already drifted off. Yeah, I was saying that Dave Bautista put together this team of people with various skills for a supposed quick in-and-out job to liberate cash from a Las Vegas casino vault. Only, of course, things don't go quite to plan. Army of the Dead, I thought... As far as acting, effects, dialogue, action, across the board, everything was mostly competently made. Although I did get a little annoyed by the zombies who look like a bunch of actors with some overly polished dance skills. And I've seen this before in similar films with interesting creatures. I'd rather zombies be played by extras than trained actors or dancers, because the zombies look kind of artificial. Aside from that, this is really just a straight heist movie with zombies in the style of Escape from New York, with a Schwarzenegger-like Predator ending. I would have said, for a film like this, which is fairly high concept, I'd have expected Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez, or Godzilla levels of unique craziness to justify its existence, which this film does not deliver. If you've got another opinion, I'd love to hear it. Army of the Dead, then, is enjoyable, but forgettable, with a terribly cliched soundtrack and as I said earlier, I don't want any more Snyder Cuts of anything at all. This film, and particularly as he has threatened us with a Snyder Cut of Sucker Punch. No thank you. That was a film that really stank. Justice League was okay, but no more Snyder Cuts. Take your lumps, Snyder. Suck it up and stop whining. <laughs> okay, that was my review of Army of the Dead. I definitely don't think it's worth going to the cinema to watch this. I would recommend that you watch it at home. Actually, Netflix, so I'm not sure that you can see it at the cinema at the moment. I think it is only streaming. Oh, I'm so out of touch. I apologise. Hello, this is Roy breaking in a day later. I've just woken up and I'm about to do some editing. And it occurred to me last night that I should have mentioned a couple of things that I did find interesting in Army of the Dead. And those are the zombie baby. I can't remember seeing that before in a zombie film. Although I have seen similar things in The Walking Dead. But not that exact thing of a glowing zombie fetus. 
that does seem in the spirit of George A. Romero. And also a zombie intelligent enough to wear a helmet. <laughs> so the first thing a zombie baby introduces is a bit of pathos, and the second thing a zombie intelligent enough to make a helmet introduced a touch of comedy. I think those two aspects need to be mentioned to make this a fairer review of the Army of the Dead, which sounds, if you listen to this review, that I really hated. I don't think I hated it, I just don't think it's that notable a film. And there are other things of merit as well. For example, it is also rich in allegory. There are refugees, and ice gets its comeuppance. I could go on forever, but I will stop now. With that, uh, as the traffic starts to pick up again this morning, I'm going to get back to breakfast and editing this, and you can get back to the rest of the show. Let's move on to something else, and that is to do with Roku. As well as Roku's spat with YouTube, I've got to say, Roku as a channel, not a device, has a pretty paltry selection of fare. Most Dangerous Game and Heroes Reborn are two shows I've watched and not had to resort to Viking streaming to obtain, because Roku are upping their game by buying sequels. When I say upping their game, they're not actually doing that, that's sarcasm. Sarcasm doesn't really always translate that well in a podcast, especially a solo podcast. As well as Most Dangerous Game and Heroes Reborn, both of which I am watching and am in the process of watching, I also noticed the last time I had a look that you could also get Children of Dune, which is odd. Heroes Reborn and Children of Dune. Not their main show, just the sequel shows. This is a complete waste of time. How low can you stoop, Roku? Get your act together. Come on, man. I'm saying man, I know there's women involved in Roku, of course there are, but I think the main person behind Roku is some chap, can't remember his name. I did look him up because I was thinking of complaining (laughs) quite a while ago with the state of the YouTube app, but now they've got other problems and I'm onto other stuff, so not really interested in pursuing this item any longer. Let's move on to our last thing today. And those are listener comments. I am always fishing for listener comments, and I usually get very little back. Though, regarding pod 383, when I talked about Doctor Who Horror of Fang Rock, Twitter user Salty Girl said just a few minutes ago, that the horror of Fangrock stands out as one of the scariest stories of all time. As a young kid at the time, I hid behind the couch and loved it. This is something I can definitely relate to. I'm not sure which was the first Doctor Who 
story that made me hide behind the couch, but I do remember that the arc in space gave me a funny turn. The way I usually tweet at people when I do a Doctor Who revisit is I'll record the podcast, then I'll find the last ten people who I think might be interested in listening to it on Twitter and directly retweet my episode at them. The problem with that is I get comments after the fact. So I am considering tweeting at people before I podcast so that I can include their comments in my pod. The only problem with that is that when I tried that in the past, very rarely did anyone comment. So we will see. And that is about it for tonight. The show that you just listened to is made by me. I'm Roy Martha. Martha is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. I'm a writer, and you can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMartha.com. If you want to help, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen. Recommend it to a friend or a mortal enemy. Or click on the contact or support link on the website. You were listening to Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show. I know. Crash, the UK podcast for the culture geek, technology nerd and creative wizard. This was episode 384, recorded on Tuesday, the 25th of May, 2021. And again, happy Tal Day. And ending at 23, 21, 42. Seriously, 42 seconds on Tal Day? And wait a minute, 21 is 42 times 2, and the number 23? What strange sorcery is this? Thanks for listening, and bye-bye for now. Bye! Oh, and by the way, if the sound is a little different this week, that is because I am using my shotgun mic. It isn't the mic I prefer, but I need to get used to it because I've got this equipment and I need to learn how to use it. Hopefully the sound will be okay. And now that I've mentioned I'm practicing using it, let me tell you why I'm practicing using it. It's because I want to do podcasts remotely now, and a shotgun mic is probably the best way to do it. I have tried lavalier mics but they still have a problem with background noise, and the environments I want to record in usually have background noise. I am waffling and waffling and waffling, and now it is time to go, so again, bye.